Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. You're listening to the Money Mics. Syndicated radio podcast coming to you on this Monday morning. We're going to kick it in and uh, we want you to wake on up with the bacon on, as always like to say. We praise God for another day. We're back in the seat again and we're going to cover some good stuff. Hot off the press, Leonard Fournette, Jacksonville Jaguars has been released. Jaguars declined his four point, oh, almost $5 million option and they feel they can get a better value. Uh, they kind of came out and said it's based off of what they've seen so far in training camp and also the direction they're going. We're going to get into it a little bit with Bruce Arians as far as protesting in what can and cannot be done. The biggest thing we're going to just kind of push right down the middle is going to be for the Lakers fans. I got a special message. R-E-L-A-X. Relax, Laker fans. Everything's going to come out and it's going to fall your way. So we're just kind of happy to be with you and uh, just kind of letting you know. It's getting down to the Final Four. The Alpha Dogs are starting to come out. And we got Miami and Milwaukee's going to kick off today. Houston and OKC are going to wrap it up and see if we're going to push a game seven. See if they can get a little lucky with a toss-up game. And we're also going to break down a little bit the Raiders, John Gruden, and the 49ers. We're going to take a look at the first six games, and uh, you're going to be surprised what Money Mike feels going to come out of that. We'll give you a little bit on the handicapping, but we're just kind of kicking it in now. We're starting to find our slot. I'm very thankful for the special producers. They're kind of aligning me. As you know, those of you who know Money Mike, one thing they always say is you're all over the place. I like to do it a little bit random. I think that's the way to go. Sometimes you just got to say to yourself, be you and just see what happens. Because if you believe in yourself, I want you to wake up this morning. I want you to get up and start moving, whether you're doing push-ups, sit-ups, 3.5 on the treadmill, if it's possibly going to be 5.0, 6.5. Those of you who are in that out there exterior gyms, you got the, all the machinery and you're doing your thing, just let's rock and roll. We're going to have a little fun, so let's kick it in and once again. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be here Monday through Friday. Money Mike's syndicated radio podcast. So let's kick it in and see what we can break down and see if anything makes sense this morning. One of the things came across the table this weekend, Bruce Arians, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And Bruce uh, is a coach with a lot of swag. And one of the things that uh, Bruce was saying was, you know, as for the protests, why are the players, uh, you know, we, we need to have our players work on a plan is basically what Bruce was saying. And of course, NFL Players Association executive director took offense with that and Demarcus Smith as to what is the validity and the value of protesting. Now, Money Mike's been cautious here to not get into politics. So I'm going to kind of speak quickly on this. Basically, they're both right. Uh, one, the protests right now are making the change and the difference 
And that's very valuable as to what direction we're going, which uh, Money Mike's, as we've previously discussed. Uh, secondarily, uh, the players, one of the things with NFL players is, as I mentioned earlier, the NFL is the closest thing to living in America. Uh, you want to understand the direction being dollar owners and what players, as far as being in protest and what that could do as far as uh, what direction. Because the, the, the viewing audience with the NFL, obviously, as the NBA has taken its stance and their contribution. And I want to really <clears throat> say that contribution from the NBA, the NBA owners, the direction, uh, they see what needs to be done. And they are not on a level of the power, as was mentioned, um, to say that we can take the step like the NBA, because you're dealing with a different environment, different culture. Uh, for one, you have more players. Uh, so having that many players uh, is going to be a little bit tougher to manage as far as the unification. But one thing the players do know, uh, the players have unified themselves in the NFL. The players have been speaking of what their beliefs are. And so you're going to have to Look at what direction the NFL wants to go. The NFL owners have not come out. Uh, the NBA owners are coming out, but the NFL owners haven't. So that's going to be something that uh, we'll pick up. Uh, we're going to put that one on the parking lot, but we're going to circle back to it. And just understanding that uh, I get what Bruce is saying. Now, putting it into context, uh, NFL coach Arizona Cardinals Bruce Aaron is a strong supporter of African Americans, strong supporter of African American coaches. He's mentoring and developing Brian Leftwich, who he strongly should be believe should be a head coach. So we got two gentlemen. Uh, what we don't want to do, and as you know, <laughs> the enemy is always going to come in and uh, try to divide and create division. Uh, both saying the same thing, so gentlemen, let's move forward and see what we're going to do, and we're, we're, we're going to put together a plan. Now, know this, that the plan coming from the NFL is going to be very, very powerful. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I have that in prayer. Moving forward, oh my goodness, uh, I got my four, we call us the four brothers, and uh, we go back and forth. One of them's coming on the show, Dr. Thomas Reed. Also, I mentioned he was in the Chicago Basketball Hall of Fame. He's also in Yuba College Hall of Fame as well. So um, well, we go back and forth. And then I have my other good friend, uh, retired CDF captain Rick Knight. And they're both from L.A., Long Beach area. And they are having panic attacks, uh, struggling with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, one thing I want to really say and... Uh, as I tell everyone, it's uh, I'm going to steal this from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, again, I'm home of uh, Chico, California. I've obviously been in Chico, California, North State for some time, do business all over the United States. But I enjoy the fishing. I enjoy golfing. Uh, and as I move back in the direction, one of the things recently, I got a hip replacement. For those of you who may be walking with the limp, uh, my recommendation, Money Mike, is go ahead and get it done. Uh, you'll be back in no time. It'll put you right back in your energy and you'll be vibrant again as you can walk four to five miles, do everything you did before 
and it will be pain-free. Quality of life is important in that context. However, with the Lakers, uh, you, you got to understand something here. Uh, there's there's dream there's dream championships that come along in a long time, and with the Lakers, uh, the fans I've never seen such paranoia. We I don't know if you can do this. I don't know if this player can play. That player could play. You have LeBron James. And let me put that into context. Prior to coming to the Lakers, LeBron James has been to eight straight finals. Okay, that, that that's a monumental task in itself. I know there's been back and forth who's the best player, who's not the best player, as far as Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. And I went back and forth on it for a long time. And the hardest part of dividing or trying to find a solution to who's a better player is one is retired. Uh, secondarily, this the other is still playing. Now, when I look back at Jordan closing out games, uh, if, you, if Jordan was a combination of what everybody is trying to be. Uh, if you look at Kawhi Leonard, which uh, many have said is a superstar great player. I dispute that a little bit, but Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers, yes, you are a great player. Yes, you play the game great. You have one aspect of Jordan's game. You you can really close it out. Uh, the only difference between Kawhi Leonard and Jordan uh, and levels to this uh, is the fact that Jordan is going to take the game winner. The moves that Kawhi Leonard uses... Uh, for those of you who have been around some time, you can put them side by side to Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan had the best back down in the game. The only difference between Mike and Kawhi Leonard, Mike is an alpha dog. He was the alpha dog, 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 which meant that Mike will take you home. He's going to close it out. Uh, one of the things I admired as, as I watch Mike and film of Mike on the defensive end, which you don't see as much today, Mike had the classic strip. I mean, you talk about someone who's going to go chest to chest, which means, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be in a dogfight. But when they, when that try to shoot that ball on Mike, Mike's going to strip it. So, but nevertheless, um, with the Lakers, uh, back to LeBron James, you have somebody who really is figured it out. Okay, LeBron James, yes, he has coaches. But but LeBron makes so many adjustments when he's on the floor for and and that's kind of letting the coaches you know I know there's a lot of coaches out there and when you look at it LeBron is constantly adjusting offenses on the floor it's not done by the coach uh, if you look on the other side of of it that Brad Stevens has openly and honestly said that he hasn't figured out how to beat LeBron. And if you look for a classic matchup, which the NBA would welcome with open arms, uh, I've been told I always have the conspiracy theories, but I think the NBA would welcome the Boston-LA championship. I believe the NBA would also welcome the Boston-LA championship with the tribute to Kobe. And you're going to see Boston and LA battle it out. And it's really going to be a matchup of Brad Stevens, head coach of uh, Boston Celtics, who I said I wouldn't bet against Brad Stevens uh, when I mentioned he's from Butler. Uh, whenever you take a small school 
and you're beating not only the top mid-majors, but you're, you're beating the top in the country. That's what Brad Stevens does, and he's got it figured out. Uh, he's got his lineup back where they had Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, they they got to run sets for those guys. They got to run plays for them. They got they got to get so many shots a game. To whereas now they're just playing Boston basketball, and so you know I watched uh, Oklahoma and Houston. I think that's going to be a closeout. But just back to the Laker fans. Let's. The reason I say relax is you you've got players that have been in the dance. You've got players that know what it's going to take. And when you look at the Lakers' bench, Caldwell Pope is playing good basketball. Really good basketball. Um, Dwight Howard is bought in. He's bought in. Let, let's face it. Uh, Dwight Howard was there. <laughs> didn't work out. Him and Kobe didn't get along. He understands. And you never really know or hear a message in, as far as God's purpose as to someone can say something to you each and every day. But uh, when God calls them home, uh, you hear the words now that you didn't hear before. So basically, he knows that uh, he has some restoration to do, and he's back to contribute. As And Danny Green, I mean, let's face it, been with the Spurs, won championship. Danny Green knows how to play basketball. Folks, we're moving into the second round where execution's going to come a little bit more. Defense is going to spike up a little bit higher. So you're going to see some good basketball. We know about McGee. McGee came from the Warriors. He's been through the process. And when you have and back to LeBron, as he's been there eight straight times, and this would be nine out of ten. Sometimes, as Money Mike Sports Handicapping will tell you, you do not bet against the streak. You do not bet against the streak. You just don't. And you got J.R. Smith, who also is on, on the roster as well. Now, the interesting thing about J.R., is I've watched JR come in, play a couple times. JR is not in shape. I mean, you can't walk off the couch and get right on and start playing in the NBA. You cannot train on your own and be able to duplicate the process of the game speed in the NBA. So JR is getting back in straight. He's getting weights. Uh, they're going to get a little bit stronger. Now, as they go on, uh, he's going to play a factor. Uh, the other one, you have Quinn Cook. Uh, interesting story for me. And a shout-out to my big guy, P9, out the Bay Area. Uh, P9 is uh, doing big things down there, working with different programs like Alameda Vipers, uh, just doing things where he's got a restaurant going. But big Paul Nunn, uh, we happened to, we were working with Adidas. And shout-out to Joe Keller out there as well. Uh, that uh, he had the Phenom Camp, and I met Quinn Cook when he was a fifth grader. And Quinn Cook was good. I mean, one of the best in the country. And so you haven't seen Quinn Cook out of the barn yet. When I say let the house horse out of the barn, I basically mean the horse is ready to run. Just needs a couple minutes. So you'll you'll get something out of Quinn Cook going forward. Deion Waiters, same thing as uh, JR, just getting back in shape. And Deion Waiters, uh, vocal point guard, is going to contribute. Then uh, if they can get Rondo's back spasms calmed down, you know, you're going to have to just R-E-L-A-X, Lakers fan, relax. Uh, and to put it in even further context, LeBron James is the biggest man I have ever seen on an NBA court. 
And when I say that, LeBron James uh, had an opportunity, me and uh, Paul Nunn, uh, if you've never done anything once the pandemic is over and God has done his restoration, get an opportunity to go to an NBA game and sit courtside. And I've never seen a man six foot nine, 275 pounds. And keep in mind, I come from the concrete jungle of basketball, uh, Lakeview, San Francisco, Ocean View Park. Uh, so I've seen them all, but I had never seen a man that big and to watch an NBA game that they are bouncing off of him. So he's going to get a little bit more physical as he goes down the stretch. And the Lakers fan are just going to have to realize he's going right back to the dance. They said he couldn't do it in the West. He's been in shape all year. He's nursing that Goran, getting the treatment. And you got to just let it play itself out. You're going to be back in the dance. And I understand how you feel Prior to that, my Golden State Warriors hadn't won it since 1976. It's been a while for Lakers fans, and they're a little spoiled, almost like the Cowboy fans, Dallas Cowboys. But you're going to be back in the dance and enjoy the ride. And we, we, we were looking forward to it, and Money Mike will give you an opportunity where you're going to understand that this is your time, Lakers. And when the Lakers, it's your time, you're just going to have to figure out what you're going to do and how you want to do it. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Money Mike's Syndicated Radio Podcast. We're coming to you Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Wake up. Tune up, join us. We'll promise you one thing. We're going to get you on your way to a beautiful day. All right, we're coming back in. And like I said, put your bacon on, get your car started. And if you're like me, have a little tea. We're going to kick it off, Bruce Arians. Interesting news coming out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers camp. Tom Brady, little struggling going on. Uh, Bruce Arians uh, put on a little public display. He's not happy with the offense in Tampa Bay. Um, and you want to really enjoy that. Uh I'm going to take you a little bit and put you on behind the scenes. Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, I would assume if there's 24 or 20 hours, let's, let's just imagine they were 28 hours in a day. The two of them have been talking steadily uh, for a period of time, 28 hours a day. Uh, the NFL is a game where it is the best teacher that I believe of uh, football now as far as uh, the sport itself. Uh, Sparta is the medical. I am not a doctor. I just love when I played. I love playing a game. But one thing the NFL and you learn in football, it's a game of perfection. Uh, you have two teams that are going to put endless hours. Coaches are going to put endless hours. And when I say endless, it could be 20 hours a day. Uh, head coaches do not sleep. They have showers in their office. Uh, they are going to look at 
something in the neighborhood as Bruce Arians. Now, keep in mind, Bruce Arians has worked with legendary quarterbacks. Uh, Peyton Manning uh, basically has built them to Hall of Fame. So it's nothing new that the two of them are meshing minds uh, because when you look at it in a collective standpoint, Coaches, especially offensive-minded coaches. When I say offensive-minded coaches, I'm speaking of coaches like John Gruden. Uh, I'm speaking of coaches who really outthink themselves. Uh, they really look at it. So Bruce and Tom are going to go into the week. There's probably in the playbook about 1,500 plays they can run. And basically, they're just starting out. Um, and basically, they're starting out... Uh, on a fresh platform. However, uh, the knock that uh, Tom Brady, who they've said now, I believe he's approaching 42, 43 years old, which is longevity is outstanding, is he didn't have the receivers. And now Tom has the receivers in Tampa Bay. So they're trying to mesh this 1,500, compress this data. That um, is what are we going to do is take 1,500 and convert into 60 plays. Now, for those of you who played in the league, understand the game. Those of you who played in college, those of you who played in high school, one of the one of the transitions that happens is you're going to convert these 60 plays, but they have to be perfected. And that means offense, defense, special teams, uh, running backs, quarterbacks, wide receiver, defensive back, linebackers, middle linebackers. All of this has to be perfected, and we're going to play the game on Sunday. Now... When you look at that, Bruce and Brady only have B&B connection, as I call it. You only have a short time uh, to prepare. And for those two, it's never going to be enough time. And so they're back and forth texting. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? How can we do this better? What we need to adjust? And that is something that uh, you rarely get. But also, I want to take you behind the scenes and let you know that... Uh, with this, Bruce and Brady, uh... you ready? The Money Mike's Morning Podcast, Monday through Friday, six a.m. to seven a.m. Tune in. We're here to pick you up. As you start your praise, on the way to the cup of coffee, on the way to the hot tea, as you're thankful for another day, we're here to just put you in a better mood. Money Mike's podcast, Monday through Friday, syndicated sports radio broadcast that also crosses in to real life topics. So sit back, relax, open up the morning eardrums, and let the Money Mike podcast get you on your way to a beautiful day. Money Mike's podcast, we're bringing it to you Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., and we're going to let it do what it do, we just want everyone to realize we're going to take you behind the scenes.
We're going to break down current events. Because time has come for the American people to no longer be duped. You can reach out. We always receive your tweets at Media Showtime. You can always shoot me a text. 530-591-5245. Text me what's on your mind. It's the Money Mike Podcast. We're going to take a pivot in this pandemic. And we want to take a moment and thank the Lord for the blessing of the new direction of the vision of creating the Money Mike's podcast. We just want to say thank you. And we're looking to reach the youth. We're going to reach out. We want to touch the new entrepreneurs of the next generation. We want to open doors here on Money Mike's podcast. So tune in Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Look forward to hearing from you. And once again, I only have one question. You're listening to the Money Mike's Morning Show, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., Monday through Friday, the Money Mike Syndicated Radio Podcast. We're going to kick it off as we get into the second half of the Monday Morning Show. Just came across the desk. We've lost another great one. You know, in the midst of all of this, and I know what my producers are saying to me, but um, we're losing the great ones, but God's calling them all home. Absent from the body, present with the Lord, John Thompson, head coach, Georgetown University. A mentor, a friend, a man who would stood all. And the one thing that John cared about was his players. As I get right back to Brady and Bruce Arians, but I wanted to take a moment that this just came across. John Thompson was a man's man. John Thompson, for those of you who don't know, uh, John Thompson uh, was the main figure, biggest presence as to what ESPN is today. Uh, They didn't have, uh, ESPN was doing their show at the time out of the trailer. And they went and basically put together a package that put together some of the most entertaining characters at the time. And when I say characters, meaning they all had their own swag. And it was called the Big East. And we knew all across the country, the Big East 
is what it was all about and legendary coming down through that. Uh, John Thompson strongly reminded me of my high school coach, uh, Herb Blanchard McIntyre High School. Many of you may or may not know John had the same uh, words, the same name for all his players. And that was M blank, F blank. And what he always said, you're going to play some defense. So blank, blank, play defense. And But when players had issues, uh, as you look at today, which everybody's familiar uh, with colleges and uh as far as boosters or other getting involved with the program, John John shut it down. John was protective of his players. Uh, John knew what politics and what power was all about. Uh, John knew how he called his players and basically said, uh, you're going to get in the middle of this. Uh, John Thompson was not someone who would back down. And to see him persevere and... You know, as he had to go through it like everybody else, Michael Jordan snuck one out on him. But George finally came on back, Big John, and uh, he finalized that. And it's just a tribute and an honor just to know. But, you know, God has his own purpose. And, you know, what happens is once that destiny or feel, well done, my good and faithful servant, uh, you, it's a joyous time. It's a time of celebration. But what he meant to Georgetown University, the basketball program, the students that I was able to bring, because any successful athletic program, students tend to enroll in schools that have successful programs. Also an opportunity as his son took over the program there as well, but John was always sitting in his chair. He was always somewhere where you could find him, and he was the life, the lifeblood. And we talk about blue blood. Well, George, if you look at Big John, Big John was the blue blood of Georgetown University, prestigious law institution. And we just want to say thank you, Lord, for John Thompson. And as he goes on to glory. And just wrapping up a little bit on Bruce Arians, Tom Brady. Uh, behind the scenes, you know, the media's got to report something. And obviously, they've been in camp, running plays, in the playbook. And when I look at that, just moving forward, uh, closing out the topic on the second half as we get into the Miami uh, Heat game, Milwaukee, just want to say that Bruce and Brady got a lot of work to do. And when they get to where they're going to be, the one thing about the NFL that's different than the NBA, and you'll hear me make comparisons all the time, uh, is the fact that the NBA, you can fix it pretty quick, but the NFL, um, you have to understand that that that's a physical game. Uh, you're taking the, the the biggest men, the strongest specimens. You're taking the men who who is constantly in there. And uh, Brady Brady, as Shannon Sharp would say, has a little happy feet, and that's common uh, because nobody wants to sit back there with 300 pound men chasing you down. And they're going to have to figure that timing out. But from the media standpoint, it's great to report that there may be a little riff. But there is no riff behind the scenes. They're just trying to work it out. they got to work out their audibles. they got to work out the signals. So it takes quite a bit as they prepare. But once the game starts, I just hope this. Bruce will be ready. And you just have to know the question is, will Brady be ready? Brady, you've been under the... Really, you've been kind of sheltered 
okay? Because basically everyone's put you down as the greatest, but you're also playing with one of, respectively, the greatest coaches. And the greatest coach, respectively, his primary is Bill Belichick, is defense. And everybody knows defense wins championships, so we have to understand that Tom Brady can only control the offense. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, we won't get too deeply into it. Uh, we'll have to see how it develops. Um, one of the things I want to move forward to is you've got a big game getting ready to kick off right now. Um, and you got to look at Miami and Milwaukee. Uh, they're going to go at today. In, interesting uh, as far as what the actual schedule itself would present. We're getting down to the final four. Uh, as you know, Boston and Toronto and Miami and Milwaukee. Uh, final four undetermined as of yet. Uh, Houston OKC, I believe, as I said all along, it'll be Houston. LA Clippers moved into the final four. Denver, Utah, that one's going to be shocking because you got young legs against old legs, and either one of those teams are going to run the Clippers until they get tired. Uh, but just getting back to Miami, Milwaukee, Jimmy Butler, uh, that's going to be the big factor uh, whether or not Jimmy is uh, going to be healthy enough to go. Uh, because Miami will fight uh, Milwaukee, as you know. I've already put it out there. I mean, it's an interesting scenario, and you'll hear me speak about it. It'll grow as I speak about it. I've got the Bucks going all the way. i got the Lakers matching them up. Uh, but let's take a flip coin of that. The Bucks are going to have to get through the Celtics. And in the Celtics, uh, you'll hear me just break that down a little bit, but I think Toronto has no chance against the Celtics. The matchups are terrible for Toronto. And what Brad Stevens is going to do, Brad is going to expose you. So, but back to Miami, uh, Butler, what's going on with him? He's the cornerstone. I mean, he's the alpha dog as well. And Butler is hampered, soft tissue. Uh, you know, ankles, things like that. I mean, you play this game every day. Uh, you're pounding up and down on the wood. Uh, and basically, things are going to just wear down. And you're not having a regular season, actually, where you're getting the rest. You're in a bubble. They've been increased the number of games, short amount of time. And that's not, doesn't do any favors for players that have been in the league for a while. You know, he's expected to be active. Uh, looks like it's going to be a game time decision. And with that game time decision... Uh, you want to also really put it in perspective. Jay Crowder also has got an ankle that's bothering him. And he's projected to suit up, but again, a game-time decision. That's what you don't want. Chris Silva, stress fracture, public bone. He's going he's to be out extended period prime. If he can get back if they extend, I don't think that's possible. So Miami's getting hit with some injuries, but Milwaukee's got some injuries as well. And you want to look at the two guards, uh, obviously both strained out. As far as strain, uh, Bledsoe has been struggling. has been up and down all playoffs. Every time he's been in a bubble. Um, it's unknown if he'll go game one. We're, we're game time on that. And, you know, Hill's likely to, you know, take on the heat. Uh, been in the middle of the protests actively. Actually make, taking the first major st step in the protests as it was in their own backyard in Milwaukee. So, basically, that's what you got from an injury standpoint. And we're going to have to figure out if they're going to be ready to go, uh, if the teams are going to be able to play uh, at the level they need to play. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to hop back on it. We're going to close it up for the day. But we want to keep that in mind because that's what they're actually facing. Injuries riddled. Who's ready to go and who's not ready to go 
is going to be the question in that Miami series. And we just got to know from the standpoint also that if Miami is not healthy, I think you're going to just be an easy run that's going to come out of that. That's going to come out of that for the Bucks. The Bucks have done this before. Uh, it's not anything special to them. And they figured out how to win. Now we just want to know if Miami can do the same. We'll be wrapping it up, coming back here when we return. We're going to talk a little bit about the 49ers and the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll give you the ups and downs on what the future bets of who Vegas says is going to win the championship. And then we're just going to sit back and relax and watch it. All right, so enjoy your break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Money Mike's Morning Show. 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Monday through Friday. Get up with us. We'll get your day started. We'll get you moving in the right direction. And one thing we always will say, we want you to have a beautiful day. Money Mike's Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Syndicated Radio Podcast. All right, we're back in action. Uh, We're going to wrap it up as we move forward. Uh, So we got Miami, as we kind of know, they're a little banged up. We've got the Bucks are a little banged up. Uh, It's nothing special. What are they saying out there? They got Miami at a at a getting a plus five. Uh, Bucks are a five and a half point favorite. Publics on this, it's kind of a toss up, fifty fifty six percent, and it's just going to depend on who can go. Milwaukee's a little deeper, a lot of size. I think that's going to bother Miami quite a bit. Where's Money Mike on this? I'm rolling with the Bucks. These are times when second round, it's going to be sweep, sweep. You might get sweep on the other end. Uh, as you look at uh, Boston against Toronto, terrible matchup for Toronto. Houston, Oklahoma, uh, simple stuff. Uh, the only thing the only thing that could put Houston in a game, which uh, Houston's a five-and-a-half-point favorite, 64% Houston wins against the spread. only thing that could put Houston in a game is they're trying to integrate Westbrook back into it. And as Westbrook gets inter- integrated back in, as I've said once, twice, three times before, you cannot come off the couch, you cannot come off training and be able to duplicate the speed of the game. Conditioning to play in the NBA, the most conditioning athletes you have ever seen. If you want to watch something amazing, take a look at the athletes who are running up and down at full speed and do not sweat. Uh, so basically, it, you, you're you going to be in the shape. And once you get in shape, uh, the one thing that's important in the NBA is you don't get out of shape. If you get Because it takes too long to get back in and they're playing at a fast pace. And defense is what the playoffs are going to grind down to in the Final Four. So, easy pick on that. As I said, I'm with the Bucks. I'll roll all day. Houston, I'm rolling with you. Uh, got no issues over there. Again, you're, you're 64%. That's safe. What did Money Mike could do over the weekend? We swept the board. Uh, basically, had a single push, 14 on the game, and the other two, we took them down pretty easy. Uh, these were going to get a little bit more interesting. As I said, I'll never bet against Brad Stevens. 
and we swept that board as well. So as you get to know me, you'll find out I've got it dialed in, uh, and you can also, but uh, take your own uh, opinion. Uh, I'm strongly believing mine. No one else believes in it. So when I pick them, I give them to you in advance. I use analytics, and we're going to move right ahead. So if we look at it, I'm going to teach you a little bit about future betting. Obviously, somebody in the Final Four, uh, you got to look at who's going to win the whole thing. The most amazing thing is it, uh, the Clippers currently at uh, 3-1, to one, almost 4-1, to 3.7. Uh, the Lakers are right behind them, 3.75, which is equivalent. Four to one bet, you pick them. Uh, what does that mean? And when they're saying futures, if you put up $100, uh, basically that just means uh, if the Clippers won, you'd return $375 back to you. Uh, the Bucks are just a decimal point right behind 3.8 against four to one. So it's really a pick them, pick one to when you believe is going to win. And at that point, uh, the, if they do win, then you would actually receive that return. Okay, so the neat thing about it, I love Boston. And if I were going to place a futures bet today, I believe that uh, it's worth it to pick Boston. That was going off at 8-1, to one, meaning if you bet $100 on Boston, you're going to have an opportunity to have $800 winning. Okay, minus your $100, of course. So that is what I see. And the Lakers, I believe they will be there. I don't believe the Lakers can beat the Bucks, but let's spin that around. If the Lakers play Boston, I do believe the Lakers will beat Boston. So this comes down to matchups. It's no different than boxing. Styles make fights. Uh, so you want to put that in consideration that uh, I'm going to stick on that topic for the Laker fans. Relax. LeBron's got this. He's going to take you home. Enjoy the memory. Uh, go ahead and start shopping. Go to Costco. Get all of your... Party supply needs for the series because uh, it's going to move quickly from this stage on. Transitioning, let's talk a little bit about the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers and the Las Vegas Raiders. Fans, you've heard it from me here first. Uh, John Gruden and Kyle Shanahan, uh, great coaches. The extension of that, Mike Shanahan, is uh, he's got a little helper. Uh, they both have helpers. Mike Mayock uh, is general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders, and Mike Shanahan, the father of Kyle Shanahan. They're going to kick off, and I'll, I'll read this to you, the first six games, and didn't include any bye weeks or anything like this, but the first six games, what I see and what's important and what I see as a breakdown, because I'm going to give you a full coverage. I'll give you a report on each team and also reports on their division. And again, as Money Mike stated earlier, I cover the 49ers and the Raiders. Uh, I take a good look, and uh, both are trending successfully. 49ers coming off a Super Bowl they should have won. Raiders getting it together, but they're getting it together the right way. And they're building something over there. So both have um, something that uh, is going to be interesting. I do believe these two could meet in the Super Bowl. Uh, again, that's Money Mike's high conspiracy, but they're both trending. Let's take a look at uh, what the 49ers are going to face. Uh, first six games is what I try to break down. I look at matchups, quarterbacks, coaches, defensive coordinators. But the 49ers, first six games, are going to play the Cardinals, Jets, Giants, Eagles, Dolphins, and the Rams. And to put that in perspective, uh, 
The Cardinals, they're up and coming. They're not quite ready. 49ers, there's one goal this year, win the Super Bowl. The Jets, have you been watching them on hard knocks? Anthony Lynn's getting them together. Uh, the Giants, they're strong. They're just not there yet. The Eagles have been back and forth, but they're not on. They're they're beatable. And the Dolphins and the Rams, of course, the Rams are in divisional games. And there's a big difference between playing, and every year the NFL makes a schedule, but the divisional games are going to be tougher. Taking a look at the Raiders, and I forgive me, because you will hear me say the Oakland Raiders, uh, the Raiders. Um, one of the things that the Raiders got, uh, the Raiders got the Panthers, the Saints, the Patriots, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Buccaneers. So if you look at that collectively and you really want to know what are they going to do, those two teams potentially, and when I say potentially, the Raiders could be 6-0, the 49ers could be 6-0 as well. I do believe that the 49ers' high percentage going 6-0, I believe the Raiders will be right behind them at 5-1, if not 6-0 themselves. The Raiders are built, and they're building something strong. John Gruden uh, has got a team, and John Gruden's building that team to do something special. And when you look at how they're going to come together, um, I just see it as where this thing is going to move from and what it's going to end up. And in the NFL, uh, one of the things I'll share, I'll take you a little bit behind the scenes, it takes years to build an NFL team. I mean, you do get a quick turnaround sometime, but you can't, it's not like basketball. You can't do what you did with the Clippers in the NFL. You can't take a bunch of players, put them together and say, okay, let me have, let me see if you guys are going to have camaraderie. Let me see if you guys are going to be able to be cohesive. Uh, is this going to be a seamless transition? In the NFL, you're dealing with men, men who have families and Division breaks out, fight breaks out in practices, and that's one of the things why I agree with Bruce Arians. Uh, you don't want NFL players protesting because the body, anytime you're playing a game of, as I call it, legal assault and battery, uh, you don't want those players getting in involved in crowds, mixing things like that because their mentality is completely different. They go out and they play a game in front of 60,000, 70,000 people. They bang their heads back and forth, and it is very, very violent. If you really watch it, and I've been up close on the sidelines, and you're watching it and what the players do, this is not a game that you play with. This is a game that has the best players. So every college team in the country, you take their best player that was on that team the last five years, and that may be one of the players that you see in the NFL. And when you first thing all players look at is they notice the difference is the speed of the game, which everybody is fast. So when you get a middle linebacker or somebody's running as 250, 265 pounds, they're running four or five, you know, and they're compacting speed versus power and mass, uh, that's a violent attack. And with players, the one thing you can't do with the NFL players, you can never mic them up. Because the things that are being said on the field, you would want, want your children or your families to see. So we still have to protect the client image. And we want to go cautiously. Because if a protester does something wrong, spit on an NBA player, he only knows one reaction. And as I said and mentioned in boxing, if you get in there and you can be trained, they can give you all the responses. 
But if something happens, you get in the fear of flight, you're going to return back to what you know. And in the NFL, linemen have one thing. They grab men by their chest, by their throat, and it is very violent. As Reggie Bush said, it is not the kind of game that I thought it was, but once I adjusted, I was able to play in NFL, meaning it is more violent than anything you can see. But that's a tribal warfare, and that's what America lives, and that's why we cheer each and every time our team plays. So looking at that collectively, you want to really just put that in perspective and let's get the NFL players moving on a plan. It, the thing that's going to be nice to see is the players in the NFL, not like the NBA, they don't get an opportunity to do as many commercials and they don't have an opportunity to speak. Uh, so this will be really, really a major step as it is in America and a major step for the NFL is players will have a voice, players will be able to speak, and we're going to move this back in the right direction. So I'm looking forward to what will be done and what will be said. Also, um, we, we've talked a little bit about uh, what's, what's going on, the 49ers and the Raiders. I, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and I'm looking forward to going to Las Vegas. Uh, I'm looking forward to taking a look at the new stadium, Allegan Stadium out there, uh, the heat. So I think the Raiders are moving in the right direction. And don't, you can't underestimate John. One thing John Gruden was able to do uh, is basically he was able to come in, take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over from Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy, one of the outstanding coaches in the NFL, and he added something to him. And he's trying to add something to the Raiders. As you know, Antonio Brown would have been excellent, didn't work out. But that's not going to let stopping Mike Mayotte and also John Gruden. John's going to put a bite into the game this year, uh, and he's going to make sure that the, Ra the Raiders are ready to play. And when you look at that from that standpoint, um, it's, it's viable. And with the Raiders, I say they're going to win. Uh, they're going to do it the Raiders' way. As you know, Mark Davis uh, is excited, and it's just going to bring it back home. So, you you got to know that there's things that the Raiders do that you can appreciate as an organization. And when I say that, appreciate it in case you can't get any more blue-collar than the Oakland Raiders. Now, the 49ers, on the other end, they love the wine, and it's a prestige uh, organization. Just two different ways of doing things, but really, they're both uh, really doing the same thing. And... You know, with Kyle Shanahan, one of the best offensive play callers, they haven't figured it out just yet. So you, you'll you know that this is going to make good sense on both sides. It's going to be exciting. and But with John Gruden, you just never know with John what he's going to do, how he's going to do it, but he dials in. He's one of those 28-hour-a-week coaches, which means, uh, you know, 28 hours a day every week is what he wants to do. And it's going to work itself out. I think that uh, he's got the playbook. There's no doubt about that. And it's whether or not he can get his guys to bring the juice, as he always says. Can they bring the juice that's going to allow them to be successful? And I'm looking forward on that. I think the 49ers have got the defense dialed in. I think they have the offense. So there. truth be told, the other thing that my prediction uh, really is – how it's going to shake out. I think the 49ers 
And the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be playing in the Super Bowl again. Uh, that's just the way that one's going to feel itself out. I don't believe that they're going to get a chance to break away because the teams are too good. And if you put those two teams together, uh, they're just far in advance where everyone else. It takes a while to build an organization. I do believe the 49ers will be back into a dogfight battle with the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, again, uh, they're just they're just talented all over the field. So NFL is going to kick off. We got the week, the season kicking off, and that's going to kick off on the 13th. We'll have a Thursday game prior. I'm going to look at that schedule. I'm not sure if they've scheduled it in, but it's football time, and Money Mike, uh, we can give you the picks. Please understand they're entertainment only. All you have to do is play them, but play them with bankroll management. Money Mike's bankroll management just means if you have $200 of a bankroll and you want to play that weekend, you're probably going to come somewhere at 10 to $20 a game. Understanding everyone can't beat Floyd Mayweather. We cannot bet 100 but that's Floyd. He's got to be relevant. Relevant to your income or disposable income. The reason Floyd Mayweather can bet as much as he bets is because he has Warren Buffett. And if you have Warren Buffett coming to your event and in your locker room, that really tells me you have uh, financial stability. Other than that, we look forward to it tomorrow. It's again, Lakers fans, relax. Uh, your time is coming. And Raiders 49ers, that's going to be a good one. So for all of you who have, who have kind of tossed away and uh, haven't got your Las Vegas merch yet, I'm going to get mine. Make sure you get yours. Tune in with us tomorrow, Tuesday morning. We'll be back at it once again. And we'll be bringing you the latest and greatest as everything's going on. I see NBA is uh, rocking and rolling. So everything's right on track. It's a positive Monday morning. I just ask everybody to keep doing what you're doing. You be you, I'll be me, and we're going to just go ahead and enjoy. And again, this is the Money Mike's Morning Show. 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., we coming to you Monday through Friday. We're letting it do what it's supposed to do, get you up in the morning, wake you up, get you started, push-ups, sit-ups, treadmill, do what you do, taking a walk, and we're going to always entertain. And we know that we're fulfilling a purpose and that's the purpose he's given us from the master producer. So you do you, I'll be me, and we'll be right back at you tomorrow. Money Mike's. <laughs>